What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Clee Talk, presented by FenleyRoadSports.com. I am your host, Bob. I'm hanging out, talking my favorite hometown Cleveland sports with my older brother, Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Not much, man. It is a week until Christmas, and uh, luckily there's a lot of football on my Christmas list because we're going to get a lot of that over the next couple weeks. Oh, for sure. Tis the season uh, for family presence and uh lots of college football bowl games and and nfl football as well um quick public service announcement this is our last episode of 2017 so we'll see you in in the new year next time we have an episode so so happy holidays to everybody uh but chris we do have a a very jam-packed last episode of 2017 uh and before we get into the thick of it uh there was some breaking news uh uh, over the weekend in regards to Cleveland Indians free agency, Carlos Santana signing a three-year $60 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Chris, Carlos Santana, it's going to be weird seeing him not in an Indians uniform. He's been uh, part of this 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 resurgence uh, of the Indians and has been a cog in, in that front lineup. Uh, how, how big a loss is this for the Indians? It's a loss, no doubt. I mean, he's, he's a good switch-handed hitter who can drive in a lot of runs has some good pop flirts with that 20 to 30 home runs I think the 34 he did in 2016 was probably a little bit above his weight class but the but the guy's a very disciplined hitter draws a ton of walks and uh he will be missed because he he can provide some protection for some of those big bats in the middle of the order uh, but I don't think he's irreplaceable, and I don't think he's worth $20 million per. I think anyone who thinks that 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 the Indians were going to shell out Edwin Encarnacion money for Carlos Santana probably dreaming a little bit. I did not think he would get $20 million per, and I don't think that's a good sign for the Indians that a team was willing to spend that big on Carlos Santana because it likely means that, that Jay Bruce will be out of their price range as well. But if I if the Indians are going to spend $20 million on one of the two, I personally would rather have Jay Bruce back because he has a little more power. He's a lefty that can go with Edwin as a righty. And you still have Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, two very capable switch hitting bats in the lineup. Not to mention if Jason Kipnis is back healthy, his bat is better than it was last year. So, so I don't think the Indians are in trouble but I'm worried on two fronts. One, they just lost a significant contributor in their lineup. And two, more importantly, Santana getting that kind of money sets the tone, and, and it's a bad tone for the Indians in, in, with regards to some of the other free agents they were looking at. So, so I'm worried about more of the ramifications it'll have on the free agent market than I am necessarily losing Santana. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. It's it's sixty million dollars over three years, which is the exact length and amount that Encarnacion got from the Indians last year. It is way too much for Carlos Santana. Um, I like him. I like having him around. I feel like he's come up with these Indians, but uh, for me, I I've always been a little bit disappointed in, in what you get out of Carlos Santana, and to pay a guy twenty million dollars to to hit in the low two fifties, not even guarantee that he's gonna eclipse 30 home runs in a year or or get past 25 home runs in a year or past 100 RBIs that's just not that's that that's not worth it for me to to pay a first baseman that kind of money um so so yeah I I think it it was a smart move not to offer Santana or or match that offer 
or, or come close to matching that deal. Um, for, for me, th- this signals, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to translate to Jay Bruce getting the same exact kind of deal. Um, I, I think that Jay Bruce might have a, a different market because Santana did have a, a, a unique skill set in being a switch hitter. Uh, he, despite being relegated to first base, his position versatile, he, he draws a high number of walks. Um, so, so maybe he's getting a, a little bit more value. I'm not, I'm not sure if that sets the tone for Jay Bruce, but it does set the tone for me uh, that Santana was one of the first cogs to fall after the big names and Giancarlo Stanton and uh, Otani from, from Japan. Santana was one of the first guys to ink a huge deal in the free agency market. And that spells a sign to me that the Indians weren't even really in the market at all for Carlos Santana. They made that qualifying offer and it, it kind of signals to me that the Indians aren't going to be players in the free agency market. They don't have the cash. They're not going to be able to keep up with uh, the, the spreading spree, the spending spree that, that, that is the free agency. Um, so, so I don't expect Jay Bruce to come back. I don't expect uh, a like productive replacement to come in and fill that first base side hole uh, that Santana is leaving. I think the Indians are going to get crafty in, in the trade market and they're going to stand pat and wait till the dust settles and maybe pick up some bargains at the end. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, Bob, because last year was the aberration. I mean, the, the Indians are not the kind of team who can go out and spend $80 million over four years on the biggest bat in the market every single year. I mean, Edwin Encarnacion was a great offseason headline and, and a great addition. I mean, that's where you want to spend your $20 million per on a guy who is a lock as, as close of a lock there is to get 35 home runs. They're paying Santana to be a four or five hitter cleanup guy. I don't think he is that guy. I think he's better either, oddly enough, either hitting leadoff or down in the six, seven hole, protecting some of those big bats with his switch hitting versatility. Um, I, I just don't think that he is what you want out of a power hitting first baseman. That's not to take anything away from his skill set. I still think he's a very fine player, but I, I just think $20 million per was way too much for him. And, and the Indians cannot spend that kind of money on Carlos Santana. You can go out and get Edwin for that kind of money. That's a that's a coup. Carlos Santana, you'd be overpaying him. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, now that there's a hole in first base, so um, we will have to see uh, – what the Indians do to fill that? Do they look internally? Do they switch somebody around? Or do they make uh, some kind of splash in the free agency market? We will have to see, and we will come back. Maybe a deal will get made uh, next time we record it in 2018. But Chris, let us now turn our eyes towards uh, one of our favorite episodes uh, of the year. It always kind of concludes uh, the year in review with our college bowl game pick We're going to go through every single college bowl game on the docket minus the games we picked in last week's episode because uh, we, we did miss a couple games uh, over the the weekend that that we wanted to to pick before they happened so uh, feel free to listen to that one if you're really interested in who we picked uh, in MTSU versus Arkansas State or <laughs> any of those other games uh, but Chris looking forward we still have about 35 bowl games to get through uh, plus some college football playoff predictions. So uh, are, are you ready, my friend? I was born ready, Bob. I know I'm at least <laughs> one and one because I picked against your school and I picked Boise State last week. I don't remember what I picked in the other games. Yeah, that makes me 2-0. Oh. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking, I was like, man, we, 
we were on record for some of these games and I couldn't even tell you who I picked. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, let us look forward. Uh, the first game on the docket, December 19th here, here's a, here's a new one. Chris, <laughs> the Cherubundi tart, cherry, Boca Raton bowl, Florida Atlantic versus Akron. Who do you got there? I know Akron's not a good team. Florida Atlantic is going to win this game. They're not a good team yet. They're going to a bowl. It blows my mind. Uh, yeah. FAU, uh, is known for putting up a, a bunch of points. Akron, as you said, is not good, so I'm picking FAU as well. Yeah, I think this is probably the easiest game to pick on this list. Just because I, I just know Akron's not a good team. All righty, so, so now we're moving ahead to December 20th and the prestigious DXL Frisco Bowl. I like to add the word prestigious before bowl games, Bob, because they're all prestigious. The Louisiana Tech Bulldogs versus the SMU Mustangs. Who do you got? Going Louisiana Tech. I honestly don't for no for no particular reason. <laughs> I have no idea, Bob. I, I'm probably gonna go SMU just to be different than you, and because the Americans is tougher than Conference USA. Yeah, I, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. SMU's head coach is leaving. I don't know. Is he going to Louisiana Tech? Because that would change my pick. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I would say uh, SMU Cortland Sutton wide receiver uh, could be a top ten draft pick if you're looking at that game. Could be a uh, Cleveland even, Brown. A lot of could be Browns yeah. on these games. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll highlight the ones that, that I particularly like. Uh, moving forward to December 21st, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> Temple versus Florida International. Who do you got now? Bad Boy Mowers, man. They're the winners of this bowl game because I had no idea who they were until this pick them. But I'm going to go FIU, Florida International. Uh, I know I just picked the American over Conference USA, but I feel like FIU is a little bit better of a conference usa team so I, i'm gonna pick them to beat temple yeah but butch davis is fiu uh crazy that he's still coaching uh, i'm going florida international as well butch davis my goodness that hey football's been kind to him let's just say that <laughs> all right this is this is easily one of the best bowls the bahamas bowl because everyone's a winner you get to go to the bahamas uh uab versus ohio bob who you got uh going ou I will also go OU. Akron beat OU to kind of upset them for the MAC division title. OU, I think, is probably the second best team in the MAC. I know that's not saying much, but but I think they're better than UAB. So I'm going to go OU as well. Cool, cool. All right, going out west to Boise, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Wyoming versus Central Michigan. Who you got? The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It's truly a famous bowl. I think if you say it famous enough, it becomes famous. I'm going to go Wyoming because they are closer to Idaho, and therefore they will probably beat Central Michigan. I, too, am going Wyoming. Uh, pending Josh Allen's availability, the, the much-hyped quarterback at, at Wyoming could be uh, almost the next Carson Wentz in, in this draft. Uh, he, his injury status is, is up in the air, but if he's healthy, I'm going Wyoming. And if I'm him, I'm not playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl when I could go top five in the draft. So I don't <laughs> think he will play. I, I think, I mean, he does have to, like Carson Wentz, he has to has some work to do to get to the top five. Uh, so this bowl game might serve him well to do that. But I agree with you. Don't risk it if you're hurt. All righty. The Birmingham Bowl, which is as its name implies, played in Birmingham, Alabama. You got the Texas Tech Red Raiders and the South Florida Bulls, so two teams not from Alabama. Bob, who do you got? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm circling this game. I, I think total points, this might be uh, the, the number one uh, just between these two offenses. I like USF in this game. I also like USF, and I agree. I think this will be a high-flying affair. We know the Big 12 struggles with defense, and South Florida can put up the points as well. That game against UCF was a very fun one earlier yeah. in the year. I like South Florida to finish strong for Charlie Strong. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bull San Diego State versus Army. Who, who do you got, Chris? You can't beat Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. I feel like that's just unpatriotic. So Army is going to win. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have the bull status backing them up. Um, like the previous bull, I, I like this one because it's two kind of like-minded teams. Uh, San Diego State, known for, for their running back, their their running attack, uh, and Army uh, as well. Uh, so like uh, the previous one might be the highest scoring game. This might be the quickest game. Uh, and I'm going San Diego State. Over under six passes thrown in this game. <laughs> Ah, uh, over? I'll I'll take the over on that. I don't think Army will throw more than two, but San Diego State might throw a few more than six. Yeah, I I, I definitely I, I would pick like less than twelve, but <laughs> six. I don't know. righty, Bob. The Dollar General Bowl. You can always find a good deal at this game. Toledo Rockets versus the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Who you got? I I like Toledo in, in this game. Uh. To be honest, I don't know much about Appalachian State, but I have heard a couple good things about Toledo and their offense. Yeah, Toledo, Toledo, 11 wins out of the MAC, MAC champions. Very strong season for the Rockets. I'm going with them only because they're from Ohio, and they actually they're actually a pretty good team. We're getting we're getting there, getting to some good teams here. Uh, Christmas Eve, the this used to be the the winter uh, bowl before the Bahamas bowl, uh, the Hawaii bowl. Uh, we got. Fresno State versus Houston. Who do you got, Chris? This also used to be the bowl game Hawaii would always play in. Uh, Surprised (laughs) that they are not there this year. Um, I don't know what the record is, so I have no idea why. But I'm going to go Fresno State because they beat Boise State and then they rematched them in the Mountain West title game. So pretty tough team, 9-4. and They were ranked at some point during this year. So I'm going to go Fresno State. Yeah, I I think uh, Fresno State is a little bit more talented. Um, But... I think this will be a good game, actually. I, I, I see them as two kind of level teams, but I'm going Fresno State. Zaxby's heart of Dallas Bowl. They need to get Zaxby's north of Dallas, like in Ohio. If you haven't had Zaxby's, you need to try it. It's delicious. I'm very envious of my brother living in Zaxby's land. But <laughs> there is a game being played here. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers versus the Utah Utes. Bob, who you got? I'm going Utah. West Virginia is going to be down their starting quarterback. I'm going to go Utah, too, then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Some, some knowledge there helping you. You can see how much <laughs> how much effort I put into this. That, that's the fun part of bull pick em. Like, I, I, just, I just wing it, man. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, eventually you get, we get to a point where we know enough about right. the teams where we, we're making informed decisions. But right now we're, we're just winging it. Uh, and we'll continue to wing it with the quick lane bull, Duke versus Northern Illinois. Who are you picking here? I'm just picking against Duke, Northern Illinois. Yeah, um, why not? I, I honestly, Chris, I, I could not tell you. I, I guess Northern <laughs> Illinois is is the is the MAC champion because they're in Detroit. Wait, no, no, they're um, not the MAC champion. Toledo won the MAC. Oh, see, they, they, right. these bull tie-ins got know. mixed up. It used to be the MAC champion went to Detroit, but I don't I don't know what the tie-ins are now. Oh, that's right. The MAC champion goes to Mobile now because that's that, yeah. 
All right. Um, anyway, uh, Northern <laughs> Illinois. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> one funny aside. One time, me and two of my friends did a bowl pick 'em, and the three of us each lost the first fourteen bowl games. We were each zero and fourteen. <laughs> the first fourteen bowl game. I don't. I don't know. It's more impressive that y'all all went. That you went zero and fourteen, or that all three of you picked the same fourteen games. Like these are like such up in the air 50 50 games i know it, it, it was it was we were just laughing about it the whole way and then finally we reached a game where we had someone pick different so we knew someone was going to win but the, it, it was it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen i mean you really have to try to do something that ridiculous anyway the cactus bowl lots of sharp objects there watch out <laughs> kansas state and ucla but those are the two teams playing, and Bob, there could be a future Browns quarterback in this game. Right, Josh Josh Rosen might be a number one overall pick uh, from US, UCLA, the the, the junior. Uh, I, this will be a good game. Uh, I, I like UCLA. I, I think that I, I'm always going to lean towards the, the guys that have something to prove. I think UCLA has a couple of athletes that have some stuff to prove uh, heading into the draft. Yeah, I, I think if Josh Rosen plays, UCLA will win. The only way I would pick Kansas State is if for some reason Rosen decides, hey, I'm going number one, I'm not going to play, kind of like what Christian McCafferty and some of these other guys did last year. So um, I think he will play. I mean, there's no indication that he won't, but so I'll pick UCLA. Yeah, man, if, if quarterbacks start sitting, uh, it, the bowl games, uh, it's going to be a sad day. <laughs> but it's just why would you play in, in, in the Cactus Bowl if you're going to go number one overall? To, to me, yeah. I, I wouldn't play it. I, I I get that. I don't think he's a for sure number one pick at this point. True. But you you have combines and interviews to to make your case. You're right. Um. Anyway, moving moving forward. Hopefully, Josh Rosen plays and, and doesn't get hurt, and we can see what he's got against a good team in K, KSU. Uh, but moving on to the Walk Ons <laughs> Independence Bowl, uh, Southern Miss uh might be a walk on in this game versus Florida State. Uh, Chris, who you like there? Have the mighty fallen or what? Florida State is playing in the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. I-, I would think they have enough to beat Southern Miss. This is definitely not where Florida State thought it would be. Lots of injuries. You know what? I'm actually going to p- pick Southern Miss because I think Southern Miss is going to play to win this game. And I think Florida State is just going to be like, man, you know, our season was done. We, we, we're done with this. I- I- I'm going to go with Southern Miss because I think the motivation will be with them. Yeah, I, they'll definitely be motivated and, and want to prove something, but FSU is, oozes talent. I, I, I can't see them losing this game, uh, even though it's been a disappointing season. I think there are enough talented players on that team that have pride that will, will step up. I, I'm picking FSU. I think it'll be an easy game for them. All righty, the new era pinstripe bowl, Iowa versus Boston College, a little Big Ten v. ACC action there. Who you got, Bob? Does Boston College always play in this pinstripe bowl? I feel like they're they're perennials, but it's either um, like them or Navy or something. Yeah, I, I like Iowa. Um, I'm basing majority of that off of the fact that they were able to step up and beat OSU by such a large margin. But I, I do think this uh, could be the the antithesis of that Texas Tech game and, and be quite the low scoring affair between these two teams. Uh, in New York in the wintertime. 
if Iowa plays the way it did against Ohio State, Boston College is going to lose by 100 points. I don't think that's going to – I don't know if that's going to happen, but but I, I will pick Iowa as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think they only had uh, one of those games to pull, pull out of their hat, but yeah. uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right, moving forward to the Foster Farms Bowl, Arizona versus Purdue. Why is Purdue in a bowl game? <laughs> I'm going to Arizona. Yeah, I, I am picking Arizona too. I, I have a really bad stigma against Purdue as being just awful. <laughs> Me too. I, but obviously they're bowl eligible, but they, they, I just think they're they're a terrible team. They're six and six though. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Okay, so this is a mouthful. The Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, featuring Texas and the Missouri Tigers. Bob, who you got? Well, obviously, Texas has a little bit of home field advantage, so it's not in Austin. It's in Houston, but um, it's in Texas. Uh, that being said, I, I like Drew Locke and Missouri. Uh, I think he's they're just a fun offense to watch. I'm picking them to win this game. An old Big 12 matchup. Maybe Texas will kind of stick it to Missouri for leaving. But you know what? I, I'm going to go with Missouri, too, because I just think Texas is still kind of finding its footing. You know, they've been rebuilding for a couple of years now. I still think the post-Mac Brown era, they're still trying to find their footing. All right. The Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman, Virginia versus Navy. Who are you picking, Chris? You can't beat Navy in the Military Bowl. That's just unpatriotic. Navy's going to win. Yeah, it's, it's, you're playing Navy at Navy Stadium. I, I got to pick Navy. They have home field advantage for this thing? Um, yeah. It's crazy. Anna- Annapolis, Maryland, right? That's no, Yeah, that's where they're at, man. Yeah. It's crazy. All righty. The Camping World Bowl played at <laughs> Camping World Stadium, appropriately. Virginia Tech versus Oklahoma State. A couple of ranked teams going at it. Bob, who you got? Yes, yeah, so this is our first ranked matchup, right? Two ranked teams playing against each other. Yes. Um and it's 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 quite a contrast in, in style, you know, Oklahoma State's high powered offense, Virginia Tech more known for that that defense. Um I, I'm going OSU with, with Mason Rudolph. I, I think they'll put up some points. I agree. I, I I like Virginia Tech. They're a solid team, but I just I, I feel like Virginia Tech for the last like six years has been the kind of I'm trying to compare them to an NFL team. Like the Denver Broncos right now. They have a really good defense, but just their offense can't do anything. I don't think that's going to be good enough against Oklahoma State. All right, the Valero Alamo Bowl, Stanford versus TCU. These are the two teams that are saying, what if? What if this? What if that? Maybe we could be in the playoffs. Um, This should be a really good game. Uh, I'm going to go TCU, not just because of the kind of Texas advantage, but but I do think TCU is probably one of the better teams that didn't make the playoffs and, and, and probably right on that bubble. So I'm going to go TCU. Yeah, these are like uh, two kind of just solid solid teams uh, with with coaches that you know they haven't reached the pinnacle of their division, but they they have certainly uh, get their teams ready to play year in year out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them them getting together. Um, just to be different, I'm picking Stanford and, and Bryce Love. Uh, he seems to be the electric playmaker on the field for, for both sides here. All righty, Bob, the San Diego Credit Union Holiday Bowl. It'll be a holiday mm-hmm. in San Diego between Michigan State and Washington State. Bob, who you got? Man, I, I really don't know. Uh, West Coast, so I'm going Washington State in this one. Usually a smart idea. Big Ten traveling west. 
not always the best for them, but I'm going to go Michigan State in this instance because I think San Diego's far, far I mean, Washington State's way up north, so they True. still have a lot of traveling to do too. Uh, so I'm going to go Michigan State. Yeah, I think I think Washington State, not to talk about this game ad nauseum, but I think Washington State kind of feels like this might be something uh, – a way to, to kind of exclamate their, their breakout season. So that's kind of my thinking on that as well. Um, but moving forward to, to the Belk Bowl, Wake Forest versus Texas A&M, who are you picking? You got to think Texas A&M. I know that they're transitioning to a new coach, but but it's Wake Forest, man. Come on. Yeah. Is is Jimbo Fisher co- coaching this game? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. T- I guess typically not. I, I don't know. You see both ways. But regardless, I, I think A&M – just from a talent standpoint, uh, should overwhelm Wake Forest, though it is in uh, closer to, to Wake Forest home than, than, than A&M. By the way, Bob, I think that there should be a hiring freeze in college football that you cannot hire your new coach until after the national championship game. I get it. It puts you at a recruiting disadvantage, but guess what? I, I think that if you hire another team's coach, he cannot start at that school until the end of the season because I, I don't think it's fair to punish winning teams for losing teams poaching their coach. I, I think that if you fire your coach, you should be at the disadvantage. Agreed. I, I agree with that completely. Anyway, to sunnier times, the Hyundai Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas, between Arizona State Sun Devils and the NC State Wolfpack. Bob, does the sun in their name give Arizona State an advantage in the Sun Bowl? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> And uh, the reason I'm picking NC State is a guy named Bradley Chubb, defensive end. Uh, he's a beast. Yeah, I like Bradley Chubb too. And uh, if, if, if the Browns are picking up there, if that Houston Texans pick becomes third overall, boy, wouldn't that be nice to get a franchise quarterback and put Bradley Chubb next to Miles Garrett. That would be great. Um, I like NC State as well. The sun will, will not be rising for the Sun Devils. <laughs> All right, uh, taking it to uh, my current hometown residence, uh, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, Kentucky versus number 21 Northwestern. Who are you picking? Wildcats, of course. <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> which one? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Northwestern. I think Northwestern is is the underrated Big Ten team. And... Um, and yeah, I think that they will will continue to surprise with another ten win season. They 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 have had one of the more underrated runs in the last decade um, because they're Northwestern. So I, I think once again they will uh, step up and end their season strong. Yeah, uh, Northwestern riding a seven game win streak, so I seem to be a, a hot hot team right now. So, uh, all right, man, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl in Arizona. Uh, appropriately enough wouldn't that be funny if one of these like state games were in like ohio or something like the arizona bowl moved to ohio i I just i want to see that now new mexico state aggies versus the utah state aggies bob who you got i thought we had moved past like the the random games uh this one i i really i really don't know new mexico state i'm gonna pick the aggies and that's utah state the aggies well they're both the aggies so one of them's gonna okay Yeah. yeah sorry I'm going to go Utah State just because you went Mexico, New Mexico State. Just <laughs> right. Yeah, no clue about either of those programs or any of those teams. 
All right, and moving on to the Tax Slayer Bull, Louisville versus Mississippi State. Who are you picking here? This should be fun, man. Lamar Action Jackson on display for Louisville. Mississippi State ranked, though, and played some really tough opponents well. Um, I'm As much as I like Lamar Jackson, I'm going to go Mississippi State. Yeah, I, I think Mississippi State, will, will uh, their defense will, will keep them in there. Um, some questions, though, because their head coach, Dan Mullen, is leaving the program. Um, I, I like Lamar Jackson. I, I think he's going to – you know, he is a quarterback that – should play this game and uh you know put an exclamation stamp on his season heading into the draft and, and make a statement I, I i like lamar jackson in this game in louisville all righty bob AutoZone liberty bowl in memphis tennessee starring hey the memphis tigers versus the iowa state cyclones bob who you got it's a home game for memphis uh so that's it's hard to pick against the ranked team uh they had a, a fine season Iowa State, though, even though unranked, you know, had some really big wins in a, in a tough schedule. Uh, this is going to be a tough game, uh, but I got to go with the home team and the ranked team in, in Memphis. Yeah, normally you look at a record disparagency and say think Memphis would win, but Iowa State, don't forget, knocked off Oklahoma, played a lot of those teams in the Big 12 tough. This is going to be better than the record show, but I think the home field and Memphis's offense will win this for them. I like the Tigers. And they're both not named the Tigers this time. <laughs> All right. And moving forward to the Outback Bowl, uh, Michigan versus South Carolina. And no, neither of these teams are ranked heading into this game. Who do you, who do you got there? Yeah, I think Michigan's a little bit better than its record. That defense travels. I, I think that they will handle South Carolina. Yeah, I, I agree uh, as well. Uh, I think they're, they're a little bit more talented than South Carolina. Though South Carolina also had a surprisingly decent season. All right, Bob, the Citrus Bowl presented by Overtons at Camping World Stadium down in Orlando. The LSU Tigers versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Who you got? I'm picking uh, LSU. Notre Dame uh, was a, a worse second-half team than they were in the first half. Um, pick, picking LSU in this one. Yeah, I agree, though it wouldn't surprise me if Notre Dame won. They played a brutal schedule, went 9-3 and three on it. Uh, so so they certainly can, but I, I just think Notre Dame's probably going to struggle a bit with LSU's defense. All right, now we're getting to the, the cream of, of the crop here, uh, diving into the New Year's Six Bulls. So, uh, Chris, let's rewind it back to December 29th, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, number eight USC versus number five Ohio State. Who, who are you picking in this one? I'm going to take the Buckeyes. It's not a homer pick, but but it's not going to be easy. Uh, you know, you're playing in a dome. You're playing in Texas. It's about as neutral site as you can get for these two teams, about equidistant. Um, but I just think Ohio State is going to be very motivated to prove that they belonged in the playoff. Not that USC won't be. These are probably the two first teams out along with Wisconsin. So those kind of three teams were probably the ones who are most disappointed that they're not in the in the semifinals right now. But I'm going to go Ohio State because I think that they are going to be able to lean on the run. Their defense is going to travel. And most importantly, I think JT Barrett is going to step up and end his career on a very high note. Yeah, I mean, this might be uh, the most entertaining match. I love that's in the desert that they both these teams have to travel to meet. Um, I mean, you're looking at the two conference champions that didn't make it into the playoffs. So for for both teams, that means they did what was asked of them. They won their conference, and the playoff committee looked at them and said no and, and picked Alabama over both these teams. So I, I think motivation 
uh, is is on both sides to, to win this game and to prove that they're the best team not invited to the college football playoff. Um, just to be a little bit different, I, I will go USC um, mainly because in a tight game like this where there's talent all over the place, I'm picking the better quarterback, and, and that is by far Sam Darnold, who uh, will make some big plays late in the game. Yeah, certainly Sam Darnold, another guy who's in contention for that number one overall pick, could be a future Cleveland Browns quarterback. Maybe. We'll see. But um, I, I think that's going to be a fun matchup, Sam Darnold versus the Ohio State defense, which has a very strong defensive line. Uh, that it will, I think that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Definitely an entertaining game. Um, moving on to uh, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl uh, on December 30th, number 11, Washington versus number 9, Penn State. Who are you picking here? This is going to be a really good game, I think. Uh, Washington is another team that didn't get a lot of respect, 10-2. and two. Penn State's another team that kind of you thought was going to be in the playoffs, but then they lost to Ohio State and couldn't recover. Um, I'm going to say that Shaquan Barkley is going to end his, you know, kind of, kind of end his season on a punctuation or exclamation mark, not a punctuation mark, exclamation mark. Uh, so I'm going to go Penn State though. Again, big 10 traveling West, it always makes me queasy, but again, Washington's far enough North that I don't think the, the, the location will matter too much. Yeah. So Saquon Barkley, you know, we talked about, uh, players resting. I, I feel like of anybody, uh, in the draft, he, he should, you know, consider not playing in this game it it seemed to be a trend set by running backs last year Um, but assuming that he's playing I'm picking Penn State for sure to to win this game I I like them to to win pretty handily against Washington righty, Bob the Capital One Orange Bowl the game that should have featured two Florida teams but didn't stupid bowl tie-ins anyway Miami versus Wisconsin two very different teams here I, I, I guess you could say that about anyone who plays Wisconsin uh, but who you got, Bob? I mean, this is a home game for Miami. That they play in the the, the, the Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, it, it's it's hard to pick against them in, in that setting, though. M- Miami did kind of fall off the tracks late in the season, uh, but with them at home, this big game, uh, uh, kind of a breakout season for them. I, I, I got to go with Miami. I got to go with Miami too for a number of reasons. One, the Big Ten struggles when they play teams essentially in their home stadium or home state. Two, Wisconsin's offense is okay, and Miami's defense is really good. I know Wisconsin has a solid defense, but I think Miami, with all the time off to kind of get that sour taste out of their mouth, they're going to be energized to punctuate what was a big step forward for this program under Mark Rick in the Orange Bowl, in their home stadium. I think Miami wins, and I think they're going to win convincingly. All right, and and rounding out uh, the this, this set, uh, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl Number 12, UCF versus number 7, Auburn. Who are you picking here? I really want UCF to win this game. I don't think UCF will win this game. <laughs> but I'm just going to pick it because I want it to happen. Because I, I, I always like the group of six team. I always, excuse me, the group of five champion. I, I my, my heart has like a soft spot for them. I want UCF to step up. And, and, and kind of shock the world here, even though they should be playing in Florida against Miami, which would be an awesome Orange Bowl game. Uh, still should be fun against Auburn, uh, but I, I, look, I think Auburn will probably win, but I'm picking UCF because I just want them to make a statement. Yeah, I, I'll definitely be rooting for UCF, uh, but it's hard to, to, to predict how they're going to come out with Scott Frost leaving and what has been such a fantastic season for them. 
Uh, and with Auburn playing in the same stadium where they last played, uh, losing to Georgia in, in the SEC championship game in, in Atlanta, and, and with that being under a two-hour drive from Auburn to Atlanta, uh, and with Auburn just being the, the Power 5 team uh, in this matchup, I, I got to pick Auburn. So they have a history of losing in this stadium. That bodes well for UCF. <laughs> it's a positive way to look at it for sure. All right, Bob. We've cut through all the fat, and now we're at the meat. The semifinals, the college football playoff games, New Year's Day, where they should be played every year, by the way. The Rose Bowl needs to get with the times. But fortunately, the Rose Bowl is hosting one of them this year. Georgia versus Oklahoma. No traditional Big Ten or Pac-12 team in it, so it's SEC versus Big 12. Bob, who you got? This is is an exciting matchup for me, uh, probably just because I'm I'm a little bit bored of Clemson versus Alabama, though they've given us two fantastic uh, championship games uh, over the past two years. But it's good to get some fresh blood in here uh, and and see what they have to offer. And I think it, it's it's a intriguing matchup of Baker Mayfield and the Heisman magic that he can pull against a, a very just all around talented Georgia squad, uh, both on defense and offense. Um, I think Georgia is built to contain a guy like Baker Mayfield. And I think Georgia, though they're starting a, a freshman quarterback that, that wasn't supposed to even play this year, uh, he's done well enough to, to warrant, uh, you know, giving him s- some credit uh, of being serviceable and, and with him handing the ball off to Talented running backs uh, against a, a big 12 defense. Uh, I, I like Georgia uh, and their, their opportunities in this game. So I'm, I'm going Bulldogs. So Bob, when the season ended, I thought to myself, Oklahoma was probably the team to beat in the national championship. I, I, I like Oklahoma. I really think that they could win it all. But the further removed I get from the season, the more I think Oklahoma is just going to choke. I just I just am reminded of the last time Baker Mayfield was in the playoffs. The Big 12 kind of playing an SEC team that's a little more defensive-oriented than they're used to. And I agree. I think Georgia is a very well-balanced, underrated team. I think Georgia is going to win this game now. And I, I, I look, I think it's going to be a good game. But I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma got blown out. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris. I think uh, of the four playoff teams, Oklahoma throughout the season has impressed me the most and I think like they you know if we were to rank them at the end of the year I would have probably put Oklahoma number one because they, they just impressed me with their wins and their abilities and Baker Mayfield win the Heisman uh, but if I look at these college football playoff teams and I would say that talent wise they might be the fourth most talented team in the field I just think Georgia has playmakers defense and on offense uh, and with the linebacker core that they have, just some freak athletes there led by Buck Kiss Award winner Roquan Smith. Uh, I think there's enough there to, to limit what Oklahoma's offense can do, and they're too balanced on, on offense for uh, a not-as-talented Oklahoma defense to, to, to keep them in the game. So, yeah, I, I like Georgia's chances here. I think of all the, of the three teams, this is the best team for Georgia to play uh, and potentially win. Well, I also think, I mean, I just get the same feeling I got when Florida State played Oregon a couple years ago. Just, just this feeling that, yeah, they're undefeated, and yeah, they looked impressive, and yeah, maybe they should be number one, but they're rated three. And then you just get the sense that, nah, I think Oregon's just going to roll them. And 
I don't know. I'm kind of getting the same feeling about Georgia now that Georgia's going to just step up and, and show that Oklahoma maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying they were overrated. I don't think Oklahoma was overrated, and and but I, I'm just getting this feeling about them that that I don't know. I, I just I don't think they're going to win this game. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Should be fun. I, I know that was expert analysis right there, but <laughs> all right. Uh, and and uh, the the other half of the playoff, looking at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, we got number four Alabama playing number one Clemson. Uh, who who are you picking in this game, Chris? Uh, this is going to be a fun game. I mean, the last two times these teams have played, it's been a fun game. You know these teams haven't forgotten each other. You know these teams have, uh, you know, are starting to develop a rivalry of the moment, kind of like you know the Cleveland uh, Golden State thing going on in the NBA. This sort of rivalry of the moment. So you know this game is going to be intense, supercharged, and awesome. I'm going to go Clemson only because I just think they have a little bit more on offense. That's not to say Alabama doesn't have a solid offense and they have a really good defense, but I I just think that Clemson might have a little bit more on offense, and I think that they will overcome Alabama once again. But I think this is going to be an intense game coming down to the last minute. I expect another classic out of these two teams. Yeah, I I really don't know how this game is going to turn out. I could see Clemson rolling Alabama. I could see it being the reverse in Alabama's defense, just you know, totally shutting down Clemson. Or I could see it being another classic close game as it has been in the past two uh, college football playoff championship games. Um, I really don't know. Uh, but if I, if I were to pick, uh, I guess I would pick Clemson because all around they seem to be more explosive, both on defense and offense. Though I would give the, the overall edge defensively to Alabama. I just think that they have offensively that the Tigers have a good quarterback they have a good run game they have wide receivers and Alabama is really just if they can get that run game engine churning then then they're clicking otherwise if, if you're relying just on Jalen Hurts uh you know it, it can get a little bit dicey um so I, I am picking Clemson but man I, I really don't know how that game is going to play out because uh, I could see it falling uh either which way all right so we both have Clemson and Georgia in the final it sounds like yep who wins it all? Uh, I do think Clemson's going to repeat. I'm, I'm picking them to do that. Uh, I, I just think they they have they have it all. They they can make big throws. They can they can run the ball. They have a, a defensive line that uh, rivals any other defensive front. Uh, I, I'm picking the Tigers to to repeat. Bob, Georgia has essentially a home game if they win the semifinal. I am saying yeah. that if Georgia gets past Oklahoma, no one's beating Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia. I think this is Georgia's year. It's lining up for them. I know, I know, maybe, maybe you're a little superstitious about the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know. And I'm not saying Clemson's a bad pick, but I think if Georgia beats Oklahoma, they're going to have such a intense crowd in Atlanta that they will beat whoever comes out of that other semifinal. I think Georgia is the team of destiny, and they will win the national championship. I'll, just, I'll let I'll let you say it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jinx any juju <laughs> over here. I'm not gonna be responsible for anything. Uh, but I'll get you a championship hat if it happens for sure. Sweetness, man. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fun. I think this playoff, these four teams, this is the most exciting field that we've had yet. Just because there's not a, a for sure number one team. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that this year of, of the four, this is probably the most exciting field just because I don't think that there's a clear-cut dominant team this year. Yeah, and, and I like I like both of those matchups too. It's it's intriguing. We get the classic one, Clemson, Alabama. We get these this, the new blood, even though Oklahoma was in it two years ago. Um, it'll be nice. Exciting. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, Oklahoma feels new, but but – I mean, really, there, there's only been like two teams that have only been this thing. One, I mean, well, Washington, Georgia, and Michigan State. I think they're the only ones who have are one and done. Oh, Florida State as well. Right. And Oregon. Okay. Oregon. Never, never mind. The list <laughs> is longer than I thought. Still. Well, uh, those FSU and Oregon teams, like they, they had been in previous right. championship. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's going to be intense, man. The, the, the four-team playoff is better than the BCS. There's just so much more excitement around it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, uh, Chris, we, we are rounding out 2017, uh, the entire calendar year, potentially without a Cleveland Browns win. <laughs> uh, losing to, to the Ravens 27-10. and 10. Um, So, uh Two, two more chances, obviously, uh, to, to get a win uh, against the, the Bears and the the Steelers, but um, that's not stopping folks in Cleveland for getting that defeated 0-16 parade ready to, to, to walk up and down the streets of Cleveland should the Browns go 0-16. Chris, um, before we, we talk about the, the, f- the future games there, uh, is, it, is it justified? Are, are you okay with, with the 0-16 parade uh, in, in Cleveland should it happen? I understand it's a sarcastic parade, but I'm not okay with it. You, I mean, I don't like it. I, I, I Call me, call me, you know, whatever you want to call me, but I, I just, no. I, there should not be a parade for this team in any way, shape, or form, even a sarcastic one, uh, especially if it goes 0-16. And, and unfortunately, my prediction of them winning two games of their last six is not going to come true. Bob, I don't even think they're going to win one. I think they're going to lose both their games because Pittsburgh losing to New England means Pittsburgh not only has to keep pace with New England, but Bob Jacksonville would knock them out of the bye if they caught them because they beat them head-to-head. So Pittsburgh's going to have a ton to play for. There is no way. I, 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 the Browns are going 0-16. I don't think they're beating Chicago. And they're definitely not beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, I uh, am accepting that reality as well. Uh, I, I don't see them winning either of these two games. So, yeah, I think that parade is going to happen. It's going to be a reality. I, I The only problem I have with it is that I don't think that the the players, the Browns players, you know, deserve to be made fun of in such a public forum. But Browns management and ownership – should be drug up and down the street for, for going oh and 16 and so i'm kind of okay in that it, it absolutely humiliates the haslams and, and their ownership and, and management because this is an embarrassment i mean one in 31 in, in two years is is an absolute embarrassment we've had bad teams for sure we haven't had this this terrible uh string of seasons before um so so yeah i i'm i'm forward in that way but i, I do feel bad that it also is going to embarrass, you know, 52, 55 players that, you know, have given it their all. They're just not that good. Bob, how does Hugh Jackson keep his job if he's 0-16? I, I don't think he does. <laughs> Some of the things I've heard, I've read about what, what John Dorsey has said, uh, I, I would start packing my bags, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there because Haslam made a pretty bold statement that he was coming back. But I don't know, man. How? Do, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when John Dorsey, I mean, he went on radio and and called out Sashi Brown like a week into the job, <laughs> and, and the I, I just think John Dorsey is ready for to clean house. Uh, I I really do. So, um, yeah, it, especially if they go zero and sixteen, even if they go one and fifteen, I mean. Hugh Jackson should be worried for his job, but Owen 16, I think it's absolutely justified to, to lose his job. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. Like, to me, if you're going to get rid of Hugh, your mind's made up because I don't see how one or two wins saves your job at this point. I, yeah. I just don't see how 2-14, and 14, given what all has transpired after starting 0-14, I feel like it, the nail's already been in the coffin if if the decision's made. I don't see how winning a game could save your job at this point. I don't know. Crazier things have happened, I guess. For sure. For sure. Um, I think we'll have some clarity on that January 2nd. Uh, I don't think they'll, they'll drag out the decision to, to, to can Hugh Jackson because uh, I, I agree. I think they, they've made up their mind if they're going to do it or not. Um, so so we will we'll cover that in our next podcast for sure, uh, possibly talking about a defeated season for the Browns as well. Uh, Chris and I both gone on record that the Browns will not win against Chicago or Pittsburgh, correct? Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that is that. Um, but, Chris, let, let's end on some, some positive Cleveland sports. Uh, Cavs continue to uh, streak and, and dominate uh, on a five-game win streak. Uh, winners uh, nine uh, of their last ten games uh, and that Huge Boston Celtic lead for the number one seed. It has been whittled down to just one and a half games. Uh, Chris uh, Tristan Thompson is back. Isaiah Thomas is set to return uh, Christmas at the earliest, possibly a, a couple days after that. Um, and the, the Cavs are, are healthy and in a good spot to, to do their perennial Christmas Day showdown with the Golden State Warriors. Um, obviously, it's national TV. Uh and it's TV that everyone wants to watch. But, Chris, does this game matter at, at all, the, the Christmas Day showdown with the Warriors? Christmas Day games in general don't matter. But, Bob, there are only two regular season games that matter for the Cavs, and they are the games against the Golden State Warriors. And, and, and I say this in all seriousness. The way the Cavs lost in the NBA Finals last year, first off, you meet a team three straight years in the NBA Finals, there's a rivalry of Bruin. This is the first measuring stick. Did your offseason moves pan out? I'm not saying if they lose to Golden State, it's the end-all, be-all. But I think the Cavs cannot get blown out in this game. They've, they, they've got to show that they're back on Golden State's level with the moves they made, with upping their depth in their second unit. And I think that, sure, you can lose and it's just a regular season game, but Bob, if they get blown out by like 20, 30 points, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. So I do think the Cavs need to make a statement Again, there's no such thing as a must win in December, but I don't think they can go in there and just get blown out. They have to at least show that the offseason moves they made closed the gap in a in a reasonable, you know, reasonably. And obviously there's a lot of time between now and in and, and a rematch in June, even if they get there, but you, you got to show something in the one team that you're measuring yourself, yourself against. Yeah, for for sure, they they need to come out. They need to play. Uh, they need to 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 ha- make it be competitive. 
Um, I, I don't know if I want Isaiah Thomas's debut game to be against the Warriors on national television, though. If he's good to go and he's the IT of last year, I mean, that you want primetime Isaiah Thomas on, on your team. Uh, there's almost nobody better to, to have on the court with you in a game like that. But for it to be the first game again on a, on a new team against uh, the behemoth of the Warriors and that intensity, I, I'm hesitant that, that, that that's his debut. But this game definitely matters for the Cavs, and I think IT or no IT, the, the rest of the Cavs do need to step up, and I think LeBron is going to hammer that home that they need to, to make some sort of statement. Uh, even if they don't win, if they if they lose close, I, I think that's fine, uh, but they, they can't get run out of, of the arena. Uh, you know, two Christmas days ago, it wasn't a pleasant game against the Warriors, and obviously last year was a classic for a Cavs fan, but um, it needs to be close, needs to be competitive, uh, because... Yeah, there's some there's some really bad taste in in most of those Cavaliers mouths, uh, the ones that were uh, on this roster last year. Wouldn't that be the stuff legends are made of? If Isaiah Thomas debuts against the Warriors and just drops bombs, and the Cavs win by 25, I mean, I, I would freak out if that happened. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm I, I I don't know. I'd be okay if they just like rest him. If they debut him 27th against the Kings, that's their next game after the 25th. I'd be fine with that. Um, what I really, in, in terms of IT, January 3rd is when they're in Boston. I, I want him to be healthy and have a couple of games under his belt for that because uh, that will be some theater. Oh, yeah. He, he will be on a revenge tour there. And, and Bob, again, I just got to reiterate, Christmas Day is not a must win, but it is a must win. Don't get blown out. You cannot go in there and lose by like 30 points. You have to have a competitive loss to show that you've at least closed the gap in this offseason. Again, it's still just a regular season game, but you got to show something. If they get hosed, it's not going to be good. Yeah, for sure. All righty, man. Well, we will find out whether or not there will be an 0-16 parade. Spoiler alert, there will be. Um, we will find out whether or not the Cavs uh, take down the Warriors. Spoiler alert, I have no idea. And we will find out if uh, we picked a, a above 500 bull record. Um, probably, well, I mean, we'll find out. I don't know if we'll, we'll calculate it or anything because we don't really know. I forgot half my picks already. But anyway, that's <laughs> the fun part of the College Bowl Bonanza. It's just a great way to end the year. Tons of football on tap. Good Christmas Day basketball on tap. And, of course, there's a lot of time with the family. Um, hopefully, you're taking the time off from this Clee Talk podcast. You can listen to a lot of it on the road trip. But hopefully, you guys are going to be able to spend a lot of time with your family and just enjoy the end of the year, wind down, Christmas, New Year's, all that fun stuff. Please just enjoy yourselves and come back next year for another episode of Clee Talk presented by FamilyRoadSports.com. You can listen to all our old episodes on iTunes or on our website at FenleyRoadSports.com. The link to our iTunes page is at FenleyRoadSports.com. You can find us on iTunes by searching Fenley Road Sports and then clicking Clee Talk. It's just that simple. Please subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate your support. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram by searching Fenley Road Sports. We wish all of you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will see you again in 2018. And hopefully the Indians will have a big move under their belt. The Cavs will have beaten the Warriors down, and the Browns will be 2-14. and 14. That would be the best-case scenario we can always hope, right? Yeah, cert- certainly. Uh, I'll see you, Chris. Ha- ha- happy holiday. Happy New Year. All right, man. Take it easy, Bob. Later.